Another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and today on the show, I've got photographer, videographer, fashion designer, podcaster. He does a lot of stuff. Uh, his brand is called Unfinished Legacy, um, and uh, I'm excited to talk to him all about his artistic outlets. And uh, also, he co-founded Milwaukee Misfits. Mm -hmm. yeah. Urban Misadventures official LLC, but. Urban misfit. Sure, urban misfit adventure ventures. Uh, so yeah, uh, welcome to the show, Brahma. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. Doing pretty good. I mean, besides being freezing outside, I'm pretty good. Uh, yeah, man. I feel bad that I feel bad for anyone that had to leave the house today. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, got to do what you got to do. But yeah. yeah. What'd you do so far today? Um, I had. I had a few meetings, so uh, woke up early, went to the gym, so I'd like I, I started like changing my routine, and that's one thing that I've implemented is trying to go to the gym, uh, just to get you know body right and also mental right. Uh, and then I had a meeting with the homie Juna, Juna Thrift, about like a collaboration idea awesome. for December, so that should be should be a dope collab. And then after that. Stopped at the office for a little bit, and then I had another meeting. It was a branding meeting for this art collective that I'm a part of called 20 Ton Art Collective. Word. It's like hour by hour, it sounds like <laughs> you've got an agenda. Uh, man, yeah, it's, it's, it's just, I mean, constantly moving. I, I hate sitting in the same place for a long period of time, so I'm just, I just want to constantly be moving and be in different parts of the city interacting with different people and just like you know sharing ideas collaborating and just you know not staying in the same place and being stagnant yeah i i totally agree i'm with you there i like for one i have restless leg syndrome so i can't sit still two i get really antsy too like even if it's like if i'm inside for too long like usually like when it's nice out even if I'm just like going on a walk or something, like I have to be like out and about to just feel like I'm like doing something yeah. like proactive, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess one good thing about the winter is that it gives you less of an excuse to be lazy and it, it lets, it helps you be productive being like working internally well, uh, so what we talk about on mr nice guy we talk love and fear passion and creativity okay. and uh yeah so i've met you once briefly yeah um one yeah it was uh it was what's the bar uh that's on the roof of the a journey bar then? It was, you had like a it was like an it was a photography <laughs> videographer meetup thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was last year. It was actually around this time it's last like, year. You'll never catch me in a bar, but yeah. <laughs> but okay, photography video maybe then makes sense. Yeah, uh, Journeyman's Hotel. In Probably. Yeah, I have. A, I think I have a homie that works works there as as their like photography videographer, and every now and then he'll like host a meetup and just kind of bring people in, you know, to mm -hmm. experience the space and 
shoot around. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. Yeah, that was the one time. It was very brief. The uh, when I heard like a bar, I was like, meetup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. Meetup. Okay, makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. It was a really, really nice, very beautiful space. Uh, mm -hmm. Met a lot of cool people. And I went with a couple friends that actually do like photography and videography. Like yeah. I didn't at the time. I was just like, oh, meetup, cool. Like I need to, I need to put myself out there more. But, um, but yeah, man, I've been following a lot of what you've been doing, like, you know, with your with your fashion brand and just, you know, with the misfits and everything. Like, it's, you're a very, like, multifaceted individual. Um, and it's almost like I don't know exactly where to uh, start on, like, what to ask first. But <laughs> I guess, like, uh, tell me a little bit about, uh, I guess, your background. Tell me a little bit about yourself, like, growing up, like... What yeah. were you creative about? Are you trying to go in depth, or do you just want me to give you an overview of what I tell everybody? Um, I like to go in depth. Okay. Um, whatever you're, uh, whatever you feel like uh, sharing that tells your story. Yeah. So, I mean, name is Brema Brema. First and last name are the same. It's usually like throw people off all the time. Uh, yeah. Like the people think it's an error, but like. That's my name. In uh, Africa, I was born in Sudan, raised in Kenya, and moved here in 2010. Uh, so about my name, like in Africa, people, we use our first and middle name, and then the last name doesn't really matter. So Brema was my grandpa's name, which was passed down onto me as a first name, and then the, and then it's also the, the family name. So Brema, Brema. Like, Everyone in my household, like, last name is Brema, or oh, my yeah. siblings. That's uh, where kind of my name comes from. But, like, yeah, my family migrated to, you know, Kenya when I was four because Sudan was undergoing war at the time. And I ended up living in a refugee camp pretty much most of my life. Didn't really have an education until probably when I was, like, nine. My dad had started this business with my mom, and they were able to bring in enough cash flow to send me to a boarding school when I was nine for about a year and then some things happened at, at, at the refugee camp which forces my family to be under uh, police custody and through that that process the United Nations heard about like my family story and like the case so they kind of took us in to help us get to the uh, to the states and that was like a four-year process of just like just moving around Kenya and then finally 2010 we moved here and mm -hmm. kind of just being exposed to this new new world yeah for sure oh the year like 22 23 yeah I'm, I'm 22 now oh, okay. I'm sure. old soul here so <laughs> I like to think that I'm older than what I actually am but, but yeah I'm 22 everyone guesses that I'm like this past weekend I got a guess that I was uh in my 30s, actually, but I'm 23. Tw wow. Okay. Everyone thinks I'm like so much older, but yeah, I'm, I'm 23. I'm gonna be 24 in two months, but. Dude, I'm like looking at that picture of Van Gogh and I'm like, bro, you look just like dude. I do look a lot like Van Gogh, actually. <laughs> I, yeah, the beard and like, yeah. 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 That's pretty I, funny. I should have dressed as him for Halloween <laughs> or something. Yeah. Oh, you got the whole same great yeah. blues. That's yeah, pretty interesting. that is funny. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> didn't even think about that, but yeah, um, 
Yeah, man. Uh, so you were so that would have made you thirteen when 14. you fourteen. Fourteen. I was fourteen when I moved here. Sure. Um, yeah. And did you move to Milwaukee straight to Milwaukee? Yeah. So moved straight to Milwaukee. Uh, I mean, refugee families don't really have the the choice to like. Oh, I want to go here. This is the city that most fit me and my family. It's more so like the UN. All right, this is the most affordable city we can get you guys. So here you go. We'll pay three months of rent, and then you're on your own. Figure it out, you know. So that's kind of like what what we had to do. So. I mean, the good thing is, like, they enrolled us to school. They had all our paperwork, you know, like, all together, like, the green card. And then now we have our citizenship, which is, they, they line all that up. So, which is something that I'm very thankful for, especially, like, you know, hearing, like, stories of, like, undocumented, like, immigrants and stuff like that. And I'm just like, damn. Yeah. There's people going through this. And I didn't have to. So that's kind of, like, I feel very privileged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, when um, when so when you moved here, what did you I guess start finding like uh, passions in? Like, what did you start kind of like indulging in? Like, I guess like what you got interested in? Yeah, so uh, I uh, you know growing up in in Africa, like we played soccer barefoot like all day long, like every day, like so that was. One thing that I knew I was really good at, and I just, you know, when we moved here, I was like, oh, it would be kind of cool to just play soccer again. And, like, I remember begging my dad, I think, to buy us a soccer ball. So that was cool. And then I started, like, playing soccer in middle school. And, you know, I was really good. I was fast, too. And so, like, that that was a way that I, I began, like, forming some sort of, like, friendship with, you know, in this new world. Mm-hmm. And then in high school, too, like, I uh, I played soccer freshman and sophomore year, like both year I was in varsity, which is like, oh, wow. and then, but I didn't really like soccer. I, I I'm not really a competitive person. I, I'm just all about like individual individuality and like growth. Also, like throughout middle school and high school, I was I was really into like the art scene too, like just you know, art class because I was that was something I was good at. So like it was a way for me to like wow people in a way and I guess some sort of like attention toward me like you know oh I can't believe you did that that's amazing and then high school was the same thing but uh sophomore year after sophomore year I like dropped out dropped soccer completely like to this day like I hate sports like I'm don't try to talk to me about yeah. sports. Dude, I like, don't not, follow sports at all. I, <laughs> I don't care about sport like yeah. I don't care about sport like for me it's all about like personal growth and like really like knowing myself and and knowing the things that I'm into which is you know skateboarding was the first community that really accepted me for who I am and allowed me to to kind of just like learn more about myself and and just pushed me and then with the skate community too I you know surrounded myself with the art community as well so they kind of go hand in hand Mm -hmm. and that's kind of where too I I began to like explore Milwaukee and just get to know Milwaukee and get to know myself and finding a space for myself in this city. Yeah, totally for sure. Um, yeah, I never followed sports either. It was, I was yeah. never like, I was never athletic. I was never like, my parents, like 
they didn't play sports growing up either, so they never, like, forced me to, like, play anything. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I played, like, a year of baseball in middle school, and then, like, I tried to play lacrosse in high school, but I hated it. And I, like, yeah, I always kind of felt, like, sort of left out, like, when I was younger because, yeah. like, I didn't give a shit about sports, but all my friends did. Mm-hmm. But as I grew up, I'm like, yeah, I just don't need to... I don't have to act like I care yeah, if I yeah. don't, you yeah, know? And exactly. There's just no point. And like you said, like, focusing just on personal growth and... And passions, too, like, you yeah. know? Yeah. It's just, like, annoys me sometimes when people are just way overly passionate about, like, a certain sport to the point where they they get really mad and, yeah. like, just probably, like, chill. Like, at the end of the day, you're not getting paid for this. Like, you're not... You're just a fan. Like... Yeah, dude, you, like... Like, relax. Right. Know? Like, I still, like, enjoy watching, like, <laughs> barstool sports videos because I just love watching, like, really angry, like, football dude, right. dudes. Like, literally, like destroy like furniture in their houses because they're so angry over it's over a game and it's it's just so funny because of how like emotionally charged they get and i'm like i don't i like yep yep and it, like yeah are the parents that like probably didn't make it in the sport they're into and they're forcing their kids to like play now and yeah. they're the that parent who's like on the sideline yelling right. and fucking screaming. Yeah, the little league dads yeah. that get like <laughs> ejected from the game. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. That's it's so funny because it's like, how do you care that much about something like that? Yeah. Just is at the end of the day supposed to be it's fun and just, it's fun and it's entertainment. Yeah, a lot of anyone I've known who has skated has been involved in some kind of art. Mm-hmm. Like whether it's music or whether it's you know filmmaking, especially yeah, filmmaking. Yeah, yeah, filmmaking for sure. Yep. Like, yeah. did you do like were you doing photography and videography first? No, no. So like, ever since I was a kid, like I remember the first time like seeing a textbook and like I remember tracing you know images from like oh, textbooks sure. and stuff mm-hmm. back back in at the refugee camp and then. And then from there, like, just my love for it grew, and and I, it was just something that I just really loved, like, colors, like, shapes, like, just patterns, just drawing was, like, very peaceful for me. So, and, like, you know, throughout Kenya, when we moved a lot, like, that was something that I just still kept doing, and, like, people would always say, like, oh, yeah, Brahma, you're, like, very artistic, so I just, like, oh, it'd be cool to, like, be an artist one day, mm-hmm. like, just... When I grow up, I want to be an artist, and, you know, and like a lot of kids would say other things like doctor or this and that. But I just, for me, like was always art. Artist yeah. is like cool. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, beyond uh, high school, like, what did everything start turning into? Beyond high school? Yeah. I think high school was really like when I really found what I really wanted to do. Uh, I did a lot of internship throughout high school, just summer internship. Uh, there's a lot of like, you know, internship opportunities for MPS students. I guess not that, that much, like it's very, I guess like if you really look, you could find some internship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so it's something I did throughout high school. Like, uh, yeah, like the most, I guess one of the like life-changing internship was at the art museum. Uh, it was like a couple week over the summer, like we'd go, you know, every day like they taught like professional development and just like 
really teaching you how you could use art to like communicate a message. And uh, that summer, the theme was like unifying Milwaukee. So we, a bunch of uh, interns that were at the program like would just all collaborate. And the final project was we had four buses that had our artwork on the on the side. So that was really dope to see. Nice. But uh, I remember throughout that like. We, we, we were exposed to all these different techniques of art and of making art and one of them was screen printing which I I guess it's like the medium that I really love to this day like I'm still doing it heavily uh, so they taught us how to screen print and I was like oh that's how you make shirts so you know at the time skateboarding too you know like every kid wanted to get sponsored so I was just like oh I'll just make my own shirts you know I'll make my own designs but I didn't have a, a name or anything like that. I just wanted to like make drawings and like put them on shirts. Actually, I was I was also like alongside skateboarding. I was also like writing graffiti, but oh, yeah. not heavily. I used to write the, the word legacy, and uh, and and that, that was like one thing that I would just like draw legacy, and then I, w I was using that as the design to like just mess around and try to make shirts, um, and then like couple weeks later I think like halfway throughout the internship we had a it was like a reflection circle like all the interns were sitting in a circle and like uh, we were asked to like describe ourselves with one word and everyone went and then there's this one girl next to me described herself as unfinished and that really resonated with me you know like all the goals I have for myself like all the dreams and aspirations like that I have for myself like moving from a third world country into here and like trying to take advantage of all these things like I just reflected for a little bit it's like oh that really resonates and and I am unfinished you know I'm still constantly growing like constantly adding value onto myself and, and just and becoming who I want to be mm -hmm. so so like after that like when we when I was walking home that day like I just combined but unfinished. I was just really thinking about that. I don't know, the word just like resonated with me so much that I just like, when I was walking home, I was thinking about it. And then legacy was already like my graph name. So I was just like unfinished legacy. I was like, damn, that's dope. And then like, when I typed those two together, like I just black and white images of like MLK and Nancy Mandela, like all these like, all these like powerful, like incredible people, like, you know, just flash and it made so much sense i was like because we're still like building onto their legacies to mm -hmm. this day and like they're never going to be unfinished as long as we keep building onto their name so yeah. that just like resonated with me and i was like yep that's the name of the brand unfinished legacy is like what i'm gonna like be writing on my shirt so like, nice from there just grew the love for it after the internship it was a paid internship so i used the money bought a small silk screen thing so I, I would just cut out all the stencil and like screen print stuff in the basement and take it to school and like like people at Riverside, I went to Riverside, were messing with the with the shirts, whatever I was making at the time to a point where like everyone around the high school knew me as like, oh, the kid with the brand, Unfinished Legacy. My stickers was all over the place, I used to get in trouble for it but yeah, it was good times. High school was fun. <laughs> Once I figured out exactly what I wanted to do. Yeah, awesome. What was uh, the first shirt you ever made? 
The first shirt. Okay, so the process was called Xeroxing. Okay, yeah. So I'm not sure if any of you guys know what that means, but like it was it was like you draw something and then you transfer it onto the onto the garment and it was just very like light wash. But one of the first shirt that I remember I did at Riverside was like just this UL. It was just like this because I, I I had to cut everything by hand, so I just like made it very simple. It was just UL right in front, and then it had like CO on the bottom, and that was kind of just what I was selling at the time. And then over time, I tried to get like really like intricate and just like write the whole name, unfinished legacy, like graffiti style, like all stenciled out. Like yeah, it was difficult, but like over time, I got better at it, and then start researching how to like how brands start and how they go about like things so like learning how to like okay found out that a brand needs a logo so i had to like figure out how to make a logo mm -hmm. believe it or not my logo took me like probably six months to like wow through like finding out like okay this a logo should look like this you know nike comes up adidas all these different things all right now i gotta find an identity for my brand so ul unfinished legacy was like the UL so took me six months to like make the first logo which is just a UL in cursive and then probably another like a year to two to like finalize it to like what I what it is today and like yeah. what I really like mm -hmm. damn <laughs> yeah before I started the show mm -hmm. I like asked somebody I, I made a Facebook status I'm like who makes logos and <laughs> I had never gotten so much like random ass like spam people like hitting me up out of nowhere. Like, like you need a logo, bro. I got you. Yeah, yeah, but like it wasn't even just like people. It was also just like people trying to like you know trying to give me like step by step branding like uh, techniques that are gonna like. Uh, cost me all this money and I'd like companies hitting me up asking me like like damn I asked a simple question yeah, you know I just logo. <laughs> yeah I just wanted one logo that you know just and there was this one guy I remember talking to and he was like telling me oh yeah I can get you like stickers I can get you like tote bags I can get you like you know, yeah, that's I, too funny. I'm like, bro, I just need just one logo. So then I ended up finding a guy <laughs> whose name's Stephen Bradford, and uh, he was like, "Yeah, dude, I'll do it for twenty bucks." Yeah, and he did nice. it in one day, and uh, <laughs> and I paid him twenty five because I tipped him. But yeah, it's nice. But it's, dope. it's like I. It's like, like Jesus Christ! Like this is like people are like getting so hyped over like 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 I'm I'm just getting started out, you know? Yeah, yeah. And people people with these logos, like man, like are just this. I didn't realize it was like such a um, like a loaded thing to uh, to to ask of people. But oh, yeah. <laughs> luckily, this this one guy that hit me up, uh, he kept it pretty simple, and was like, "Yeah, I'll I'll make it out right now, and uh, let me know what you think." And yeah, I liked it, and that's he's let me design this. Nice. Um, yeah, very very simple, nice and easy. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, like yeah, man, those fucking logos, man. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that became unfinished legacy. Uh, you did it through high school. Um, mm-hmm. Were you like, were a bunch of people from high school like hitting you up for like your shirts and everything after that? Yeah, I remember there was a period of time where I was just like. My bug bag was just full of like, just clothes, <laughs> and like yeah. I remember every like every other day after school, I would go to like Walmart to like buy like blank crewnecks and t-shirts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, so like yeah, I was fun until like so after you know after actually not even after high school. So like I think senior year in high school, like that's when like I was really heavily into like all right trying to like really actually do this thing like real so I, I like started researching I was watching a YouTube video and one of the person mentioned like oh find a local screen printer and see if you can work with them so I was like I started researching found out my homie who used to run Reclaim Brand uh, his name is Dominic BMXer um, so I just hit him up I was like yo uh, I'm just you know a kid trying to start this clothing <laughs> brand I'll do whatever it takes yeah. for you to help me out and he luckily he like took me in and kind of just mentored me nice uh, so that was that was really dope I would just go in and like clean you know just make sure cleaning the studio like make sure I wasn't fucking anything up and, mm-hmm. and uh, in return he would let me print my own stuff which was like that was all I wanted. Like, awesome. it'd be cool to just be part of the, of the making, and he allowed me to do that. So, and then years later, I ended up buying his machine. Oh, totally. and that's what nice. I have now in the in my studio. So it has sentimental value. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I don't think I could ever sell that thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's my baby. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. It's cool that you got like started out so early in a time where most people in that age have no concept of what the hell they want to do or at least they have a very like immature way of of, a very immature concept of like what their success is going to look like but you know you like you took step by step like you know how you could build this into something that Mm -hmm. became that would become like yeah, something that people recognize, you know. So, yeah. so that's that's cool. You started doing it so early. When did you start uh, doing the the optic legacy part? Optic legacy. Uh that was so. I graduated high school two thousand fifteen. Uh, at the time, too, I think during my senior year, it was like when I first, uh, you know, just making clothes go hand in hand with photography. Like I used to like send my st- I was like you know I had all these like uh vision of like how I wanted my brand image to be like and I think that's something that earlier on like I, I really just like had an eye for like you know having a dope aesthetic and like having this imagery where like if people saw the brand like I want I wanted them to like associate it with like dope imagery and stuff mm-hmm. so like i used to send my my pieces out to like photographers in la just through like instagram and stuff and in return they would just shoot i'll give them free product and they'll shoot stuff and they send me the photos and then i'll repost um and then from from then i just like you know i had a phone that had a camera so i would just take photos with it too and like use visco to edit and then 
from there, I was just like, oh, I love capturing. Like, this is cool. Like, I love capturing my friend skateboarding. I love capturing my brand. I love, you know, just the camera was, it was dope. Um, and during that time, too, like, I was really close with this one art gallery uh, called Artists for Lovers. And they had a, a gallery show that I, I attended, and, and they had, they had like two film cameras that were given away. So I entered my name, raffle, $2 ticket. And at the end of the night, they had this little girl like pick the name and she picked mine. So I want like my first actual camera is a 35 millimeter. Uh, didn't really have much training. They just told me like, oh, if it's daytime, shoot it at this setting. If it's nighttime, shoot it at this setting. I was like, okay, cool. So, yeah. like, throughout the whole summer and then into my senior year, into then my senior year, I was just shooting a lot of film and just, like, messing around, fucking up a lot of roles and, like, getting some really cool images, too, as well. Um, and then from there, I just kind of fell in love with, like, the format and just photography in general. So, like, when I went to college, 2015, I graduated, went to college, UWM was going for graphic design and and uh, minor in photography. It was like, oh, that's, I like making logos and I like doing this, I, I like taking photos, so it made sense. Mm -hmm. um, used my financial aid money to buy my first digital camera, which was a Canon 70D. And at the time I was just like also exploring Milwaukee, taking photos. Mm -hmm. So I started uh, Instagram for my photography, which is, at the time was Brema, Brema underscore legacy. And then <laughs> as you know, legacy is kind of stuck with me. So yeah, um, would post here a lot. And then I was like, ah, a lot of my friends had like so much cool names. One of my homie, Mike, ill concept was his Oh name. yeah. And uh, I so met ill concept actually at that event that I met yeah. you briefly. At. Yeah, so, so I was like, concept. I was like, shit, I need a cooler name. So I like just went on Google's like, searching like synonyms and stuff i was like all right i'm really good with my eyes i want my eye to be like part of like the naming so like i started looking up like visual like all these different things and then optic just stood out like o-p-t-i-c you know as a graph head like that the letter structure just looks so much like it's like five letter word and it just looks so good like so i just like oh optic legacy like and it's kind of from there stuck with me until now right. like it's that's kind of my personal brand nice. i go with if we ever collab on anything it <laughs> have to be like nice guy legacy or nice. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. yeah for just sure legacy yep well it's cool that you have like that yeah you have just one word that you would just like identify with so yeah. much yeah definitely and like recently too like i mean i love legacy but like the unfinished, like that, just that one word by itself is like, to me, like, if I could run with that as just the brand name, like, that's kind of what I'm, I'm trying to do, like, unfinished. Like, I changed my Facebook name into Brahma Unfinished. I saw, yeah. I, 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 I'd, like, like, search you, and I was like, <laughs> did, did you, like, get rid of your Facebook or something? Yeah, like, was, oh, you, you just changed. I was gonna, like, I was gonna say, unfinished Brahma, which sounds way better, <laughs> but, like, I wanted when people search my name to that Brahma would pop up before unfinished and like you they would just push me back down. So I was like, right, Brahma unfinished, like yeah. 
sounds sounds about right i'm unfinished like we're all unfinished so yeah. i love that 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 mindset so much like that we always have room for growth oh yeah you know we yeah, always, always have we're chasing after something all the time like you know we're never there's there's no there's no perfections in life there's only growth yeah yeah i mean once you start thinking that you've gotten there that's when you you know you plateau yeah you plateau and like just stay stagnant and just complacent almost yeah mm -hmm. yeah i want to be doing something like this like for the rest of my life i don't i don't ever want to retire from what i love doing i just want to keep doing it till you know, I just like physically slash mentally can't do it anymore. You know, yeah, like I mean, so that's, that's cool you say that because, like, dude, there's a lot of people that haven't really found out found what they want to do for the rest of their life, like, and that's cool that you you found that like mm -hmm. passion kind of drives everything in life. Yeah. But you too, I mean, yeah, you too, definitely. Like, I mean, passion just for me, like, this constantly growth and just experimenting and just constantly putting putting out work, like. It's like what I love. Oh yeah, yeah, man. The content. Um, tell me about uh, the misfits and how that started. So, uh, <laughs> so after, you know, I didn't, I didn't graduate college. Like I ended up leaving uh, second, second semester. I figured uh -huh. out this isn't for me. So I did uh, this program called Public Allies. Shout out Public Allies. I found out uh, a lot. I I learned a lot about myself and just my being involved in Milwaukee as a community. So I did my first year as a public ally, I was placed at True School, nonprofit organization downtown, mm -hmm. engages youth in social justice. So <laughs> second second year I was placed at MPS as uh, as their district photographer slash videographer. So I did I went to all different schools and just captured imagery that were like used for like advertisement, like billboards, like buses, bus shelters. Dude, my work was all over the place and like that was just like like it just felt like damn you could actually like you could do this for like a living if you yeah. really wanted to and and that was very fulfilling but like, you know, my after my public ally year at MPS, they offered to give me a position, but I just really, you know, I value self growth as always, and I didn't, I didn't see much of that happening, being there. Mm -hmm. So I just took the jump. During that time too, it's just perfect timing. I met Q, who uh, who had this idea of like starting this company, and then he was he was actually going to start it with Eric, uh, goes by Dids Live. Um, so them two kind of joined forces to, to, to start off this idea that Q had. And they brought me on as as a as person that was there to like capture kind of their story, like their their, their first video, you mm -hmm. know, as, as part of their launch. And then I was just, I heard, I listened to the ideas and was really like intrigued. So I was just like, yeah, man, we'd love to be a part of this. and. And the next week, we worked on our first project, which was uh, we did a video for Rochambeau Coffee. Oh, nice! So that was like really, really cool to like. Probably one of my favorite projects to to this day. Like, we just one week kind of just figured everything out, like shot the project, and 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 it was dope. And then the next weekend, we did something for Bubbler Bikes. 
Oh, wow. And then from there, we just, like, started, like... And then Izzy jumped on, on board, who's the fourth founder now. Um, and then we just all kind of quit our jobs at the same time, and we just joined forces and started... Urban Misfit Ventures, we're known as MK Misfit. MK Misfits, like the community, try to go by Misfits. Um, and that's kind of what we're known as, Misfits. Uh, and that's what I'm doing now. We've officially like been in business for a little over a year now. Um, and just constantly growing and it's a lot of ups, ups and downs, but you know, we live in the city and we're mm -hmm. just constantly pushing for growth and and just staying afloat, you know? Yeah. So you, it's all like, it's media production, partnering with local so, businesses. So, yes, yeah, storytelling. So we, you know, we, we try to tell people's story. You know, it's very, very important to to tell your story because that's how you, you you can relate with customers or like just, just individuals. And, and that's how I, I think collaborations or like transactions or whatever like come about, like if you have that connection. and. And I think we try to tell story in form of audio or visual, um, but now we're also doing a lot of like personal branding content for LinkedIn for local business owners and agency owners. Um, awesome. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Um, yeah. So, where are you based out of? Like the Misfits. Misfits in Milwaukee. So we're our office is right downtown. Uh, okay. Right in Wisconsin and Broadway. Okay, sure. Yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And that's, so that's like, you're like, job, job, like kind of right now. Yeah, my job, job, but it's, it's, it's not really a job. Like, honestly, I, I think, I feel like a job is something, you know, you go in nine to five type of thing. Yeah. It, I mean, it's, it's very much so, but like, I, I find myself there, like, damn near to like nine or whenever but um at that point it's like a career yeah yeah like it's, it's it's almost yeah so it's like a career and we're also like we're all like growing this company to be something great and then we're all we're all all also like passionate about the storytelling aspect and like entrepreneurship and just building a company and also like on the side we all have our like own personal brand and own mm -hmm. personal interests so like for me that's where like you know, I'm working on M Urban Misfit Ventures, MK Misfit, and then on the sides, like, Unfinished Legacy slash Personal Brand. Yeah. And that's something we all believe in is, like, the personal brand, like, really, mm -hmm. like, that, what really, like, drives either, like, traffic and also, like, that's the only way, like, our business survived, too, you know, by yeah. personal brand, who we know, and, like, the people that know us and, and our community, for sure. So, I want to ask you, because, like, I feel like you've, I imagine like, you know, you think about this also, like, do you ever like feel like you're working yourself too hard? Or like, how do you know if you're working yourself too hard? Cause like, I work, I think about that a lot. I'm like, am I doing, am I stressing myself out too much sometimes? Like, cause I, <laughs> I do a lot too. And yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, mean, I guess, dude, I, I'm like, I'm such a doer, like I'm doing, I do, I do a lot, dude, I do, yeah. <laughs> not, not sure I'd say I do everything, but I basically yeah, do. You do, no, you have so, a lot of shit going on. So, I, for me, really just, 
I, I can also tell like when when I'm burning out because like shit starts to slow down. Mm-hmm. But my head's constantly like, we want to do this, we want to do that, let's do this, let's do that, and I think for me that's one thing that I know about myself is like my motivation is very different from like the rest of the world. Like um, there's certain things that just like are driving forces for me. Like my family is one of them, you know, like, you know, my mom and my dad, you know, sacrificing everything to come here and literally start from, you know, being something back home and coming here to like being nobody's really and just Mm -hmm. working their asses off to, to, to keep the family afloat. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then also to like a lot of the kids that I grew up with, you know, like having no opportunities and like, I come here, like, I have all these opportunities, even though it's not much, like, Milwaukee compared to other cities, but, like, that's not what I'm here to do, compare and contrast, it's literally just taking advantage of, like, what's here for me, uh, so moving here, there's way more abundant of opportunity compared to, like, the refugee camp in Kenya, so I think, I think it's my responsibility to, like, really take advantage of everything that's all the doors that are opening up for me are like all the opportunities that are, that I'm coming across because there's kids out there that don't have that, you know, like mm-hmm. don't even have the meals for that night or like whatever, you know, and and I think it would be very selfish and like foolish of me to, to not take advantage or like to like slack off or be lazy or whatever. <clears throat> yeah. So yeah. that's kind of like my driving force. That's... Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that that's that's beautiful, man. Like, and that's really fucking important. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, sort of like reflecting on my own driving forces. Like, I think a lot of my one of my main motivators is how I felt like I was always. It's kind of funny that you're you're a misfit because like I always thought of myself as an outlier, like mm-hmm. in everything and everywhere. Like, growing up, like, I just, I don't know, like, I felt like I was always very different from, like, everybody else. Like, even just the way I perceived myself in relation to everything around me. Like, I was always really different. And, like, you know, my parents didn't have the money that a lot of, like, folks around me had. Like, they, you know, a lot of my friends and you know, people that, you know, I went to school with, like, they were very well off, and my family wasn't, and that we dealt with a lot of different hardships that other folks didn't have to deal with, and, like, and I'm from the suburbs of Chicago, so, like, I think that I just felt, I don't know, like, I just had a really different upbringing than a lot of people that I grew up around, and that kind of inspired, it, it was, I mean, I was, by all means, like, very insecure and bullied growing up, but... Mm -hmm. As you, like, grow up and get humbled and grow, like, you learn what to value in life. And you also learn to, like, value your, uh, how you've deviated from others, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I've definitely, like, learned to value that, that, like, I'm glad I'm not like other people. Or, like, I'm Mm -hmm. glad that, you know, I never belonged to any like oh, yeah. specific group or anything you know like yeah and I've been using it to my advantage because like I oh, feel like very true. I can talk to like anybody 
and relate to anybody in some way. And I'm not concerned about like pretenses, you know, like I'm just about like what you do and why you do it, you know? Yeah, no, very true. I, I like that you brought uh, not belonging to any group, like, because like that, that's how I, I, I pretty much felt my whole life. Like, you know, moving throughout Kenya, I was a Sudanese person in Kenya, so. A lot of people would say all African people look alike, but a Sudanese from a Kenyan person, completely two different people. Like, mm-hmm. And, you know, I got picked on a lot, and I didn't really, I didn't feel, feel like I belonged in Kenya. Uh, but Kenya is home right now to me. Like, that's where I grew up, and that's what I know. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if I don't look like the, the average person, it's, it's my home, because that's what I know. And moving here, you know, Oh, you're an African kid. Like all this didn't really fit into any group, and, I, and I'm I, and I'm glad. Like I'm glad I didn't fit in. That that just gave me time to to really get to know myself and yeah. and to know my value rather than my values being shaped by the friends that I hung around. Mm-hmm. You know, like so that really gave me time to like really just focus on myself and like focus on my art and just personal growth. And even to this day, like, I don't really, there's not many people that I would call my friends, you know, like, you're either like, you're either like a family member to me, like, as in like, we're like, homies, homies, Mm -hmm. or like, you just know me, like, so it's, it's just, it's just very, it's weird, like, how, like, my relationships are to, with people, like, I'm cool with a lot of people, but, like, Right. You'll never fucking catch me hanging out at a bar somewhere yeah. like, or at a party with some, you know, I, I really keep to myself and like my circle and like really careful about like who I let in. And yeah, 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 yeah you, you're, you're guarded. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, rightfully so. Like, it's, I mean, I've always had a really hard time trusting people, um, which I think I attribute to just like, you know, growing up and just dealing with shitty people or shitty situations. But, you know, I think that it's good. I mean, it's good to just have like a close group of people that you can trust, you know, or that you can rely on. And I mean, but ultimately the most, the one you should be relying and trusting is yourself and what's, Mm-hmm. And like following like what your heart is telling you, oh, yeah. you know. And, like, I mean, at the end of yeah. the day, man, if you look in the mirror, like the only person looking back at you is yourself. So it's <laughs> you can't you can lie to everybody else, but you can't lie to yourself, man. Yeah. So yeah. that's at the end real. Of the day, like all you've got is yourself, and yeah. Fuck yeah! Didn't also didn't uh, little skies hit you up this year? Yeah, yeah, he did. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's. Just, Dude, that shit's crazy. Like, I was just like, I was so high. <laughs> I was so high. But, I mean, it's just, at the end of the day, that like, stuff like that just, it just makes me feel like I'm doing the right things. Like, yeah. not that I, I, I like people's approval or anything like that, but yeah. it's just small stuff like that is just like, right. okay, you're in the right direction. Right. And, and it just makes you want to, Work yeah, even work, harder. work even harder. Like yeah, like and and see who else I could re- reach and mm-hmm. get out there. Hell yeah, because it's like 
And at the end of the day, that like little Scott, it's just at the end of the day, he's just another person. Oh yeah. But the yeah. thing is, is like he also has so many. He's so like because he's a big figure in the music industry. It's like he has so many people he could ask because mm-hmm. like he probably knows a ton of people that oh, yeah. make really awesome clothes, mm-hmm. but. It's cool when it's like you're recognized by somebody that yeah. is like, oh, like, you know, he values what I'm doing yeah. when he has so many other people that he could be looking to. And yeah, definitely. You know, it's like, yeah, you go to a grocery store, like, <laughs> there's all these apples, but you just pick that one because you like the patterns or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah, something. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally, man. I love it. All right, Brema. Brema, Brema. Optic Legacy, Unfinished Legacy, The Misfit, so many, so many titles, all man. That, yeah. yeah, all of that. Uh, so tell me, uh, what keeps you up at night? Um, what keeps me up at night? Damn, I feel like you just talked about this, but like, just honestly, just like the taking advantage of the opportunities that I didn't have before. I grew up at a refugee camp, and a lot of the people that grew up with me don't have those opportunities, and me moving to the United States, all the kids that I grew up with wanted to move here, but I, I feel lucky to be here. And and that's kind of my responsibility to take advantage of those things. And also like I owe it to my parents because they mm-hmm. sacrificed their whole lives to come here. And, and that was just for me so I could have these opportunities. Uh, and that's kind of what yeah. keeps me up at night to make sure that I'm taking full advantage and Mm-hmm. And yeah, taking, yep. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, yeah, man. Yeah, that's. It keeps me up at night too. Um, what puts you to sleep though? <laughs> oh God! What puts me to sleep is that I need my brain needs to work the next day. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah. I kind of need to go to sleep. Yeah, but. you need to conserve that mental man, power. Man, if yeah. if it wasn't for that, I don't think I could. <laughs> I, yeah, sleep would not be in, in my agenda. Uh, I know I need sleep to keep going, so take care of myself. Yep, absolutely, man. Thanks for being on the show. Oh, yeah, man. There you go. Uh, yeah, so check out uh, Unfinished Legacy. I'll be posting links to all of it. Dope. Thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. Yep. We'll see you next time. Mr. Nice Guy.